Don't do one of these five things when buying a home or your financing will be in jeopardy. All this and more coming up on Indy's Real Estate Gurus. Advisors Mortgage Group is proud to present Indy's Real Estate Gurus, hosted by Rick Ritma, the hardworking mortgage guy. Please contact Rick for all of your mortgage needs at hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. Now here's the hardworking mortgage guy, Rick Ritma. You're having a great weekend. This is Rick Ripma, your hardworking mortgage guy. And I'm Ian Arnold with Advisors Mortgage Group. And our web address, if you have any, if you would like to get a hold of us or have any questions for us, is hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Or yeah, you can catch our any of our past episodes, or if you can't listen to this whole one, uh, on any of our podcasts at Indies Real Estate Gurus. Right. Our podcast... Uh, there's a lot of information out there that we've put out, so it, it can it can be worth it. And in the newer ones, we've been able to schedule chapters, so it's very easy to go through and just listen to the things you want to listen to. Yep, it makes it nice and easy. And sometimes people select on them, and they go through ones that they may have missed a weekend or something like that. Right, and it's just a nice little refresher course. Yeah, if if they have you know, there's it answers a lot of questions people might have on mortgages. But you know, let's get into the numbers. And I wanted to go over. I had had a, had a real estate agent send me some information, and we had been talking, and she was telling me about the 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 way the market is today from a perspective of a real estate agent. We had Jeremy on, and he talked about the same thing. But it's nice to get a variety of of views of it. And this and this agent is specifically in. In Marion County, they do a lot on on North Meridian Street. You know the the uh, can't remember all the neighborhoods there. Broad Ripple area, the you know Meridian Kessler area, that area, and they're they're very large uh, agents. They've been 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 doing a long time, and they sell a lot of homes. And she was she was just telling me how hard it is for some people to find a home, and so she sent me this information. And this is from MyBoR, Metropolitan Indianapolis Board of Realtors, and this is for Marion County. We're going to go over a few counties because she sent me a few different counties, but Marion County, the median sale price in Marion County is two hundred forty two thousand five hundred dollars. Now, to me, that's amazing. But. Yeah, I mean, but you always got to keep in mind. I mean, you're going to have some of those houses that are on the outskirts of downtown area that might only sell for a hundred, 200, but then drive down Meridian street. Yeah. <laughs> Those houses aren't even close to a hundred thousand. No, no. <laughs> well, you know, and, and it's, it's really hard to find houses in that hundred thousand dollar range. Anymore, Correct. No matter where they are. The, about the only place I've seen them. And even, and even in the, those areas they are, they're quite, a, they're starting to get above that is, you know, if you're really rural, mm-hmm. you might find something that's, that is in that price range. Um, also in Marion County, 1,309 units were sold. This is for uh, August. So 1,309 units sold. The active inventory, well, let's go to the new, the new listings was uh, 1,520. So about 200 more units were listed than sold. And the active inventory is 1,546, which, you know, it sounds like a lot. But if you start thinking about the levels, you have... You have your, you know, all the different price ranges. So there's what, 25, 30 different price ranges. When you break it down, there's really not, in each price range, there's not that many homes available. No. I mean, 
drive through Indianapolis, just through a couple little places, and and just try to count how many houses. Right. There are so many houses, like in one little area. Fifteen hundred is nothing. No, it's nothing. I mean, this. I mean, if you t- want to say Brown County, way out there, yeah, that's going to be a different area. I mean, houses are a little bit more spread out. That's a here. Houses are built really almost right on top of each other, and you're talking about fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred, and the average day on market. This is an incredible number, because we've been talking nationally and statewide. In Marion County, the average days on market is ten. That is ten days. Crazy. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Now, you mentioned I was going to go to Hamilton County, but you know what? I'll go to Brown County because that happened to be one of, the, one of the ones that she sent me. So Brown County, now the average sale price is a lot higher. It's $419,900. But when they had, in Marion County, you had 13, just over 1,300 homes sold. They had 21 homes sold in, in August. Okay. Well, they, you said 21. Now, how many active inventory, though? 63. 63. So that's what I'm telling you is a big difference in when you're talking about overall numbers. Yeah. New listings was 30. They sold 21. So they added nine new listings. They have an active inventory of, of 63. The average days on market, Marion County was 10. Brown County was 36. Yep. So what this could tell us, and we don't have a lot more of the counties outside, is you might have a little bit, if you're willing willing to drive a little bit further, depends where you work, let's be honest. Uh, you, it might be more helpful to move further out of the city and maybe do a 30-minute drive to work than it is to be five minutes away from work. It might help you out finding a house and certainly stuff could. like that. So. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I watch a show on, I think it's Netflix, and it's um, – it's in it's in England and buying a home in the country and they they show these people three different homes and and it is amazing their prices are a lot higher than ours yeah but hold on are you converting it no most of them are already done oh are they are okay some of them are but yeah and they're and they're all old almost all of them not all of them are old but it's just it's just a whole different market but it is interesting to watch and their market during the same time when the shows I've seen that are are recent it's like you see a house, you better make an offer if you want it, just like it is here. So I'm, I'm, there's three more counties, but all I really want to go over is the days on market. I think that's kind of important. You might, If there's something else you think you want to see. No, I mean, it. basically it's all going to be close to the same type of yeah. stuff. But, yeah, uh, Hamilton County, it's nine days on the market, $420,000 median sale price. Hendricks County is eight days on the market, and it's 334755 average sale price. They only have 282 li- listings. Johnson County is 10 uh, average, average days on the market, 299 median sale price, and the active inventory is 271. There just is not a tremendous amount of homes out there. There is inventory, but it's, it, it, for Indianapolis, it hasn't changed that much. If, you find, if you're looking for a house and you find one, you need to make, a, make an offer. And the only way to really make an offer is to be pre-approved. That's correct. You have to be pre-approved. But before we go into the pre-approval and all that, I want to go into, I want to talk about um, the actual, what's going on in the rate market. Where do we see rates going? And I, I, I thought, look back just a little bit, going back to August 2nd. Now, mortgage rates come out of the mortgage-backed security bond market. As that market goes up, mortgage rates go down. As that market goes down, mortgage rates go up. That market has lost 
So as it goes down, mortgage rates goes up. It's lost just over 300 basis points. So that's like $3, okay? And, And every 100 is about a quarter point in rate change. And that's what we've seen. We've seen our rates go up anywhere from a a half to three quarters. Now, our outlook, so that's what's happened. It's as high as we've seen. um, Well, June was was the highest. Now, this is just a tad higher than June. So we're seeing rates a little bit higher than June. But we still believe that rates are going to, well, we think short-term rates are going to stay or maybe even go up a little bit more. And then we're going to see a turn. We're going to see the rates come back down. As the feds, I heard a radio person on the radio, a guy that, that seems to have a lot of knowledge, talking about you know, what the feds are doing, and he's complaining about them raising at 75 basis points, which sounds like what they're going to do. They're going to raise the federal fund rate 75 basis points. When they do that, he was saying, well, you know, mortgage rates are going up. I'm, unfortunately, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, but that's the whole thing is when – Anytime they go where the feds are going to raise the rate. Well, if you just think about, oh, the rate's going to go up, so the rate on mortgage going to go up. They don't coincide like that. There, there's, there's some things to it that, that'll affect each other. But just because the feds increase one rate doesn't mean the mortgage rate is going to fully change. Right. The only one they can increase is the federal fund rate, and it's tied to prime, so it, it's short-term. It's an overnight rate. It affects short-term rates. Credit cards are affected. He was talking about the credit cards, yep. interest rates going way up, and the huge debt that people are, are putting on their credit cards right now to live because of inflation. However, we're going to see, you know, with the feds raising the federal fund rate, that should help control inflation. If we can get inflation under control, we should see rates get better. Currently, it's a weird market because we're getting terrible economic news. A lot of it is terrible economic news, or at least good economic news for mortgage rates. It should be driving mortgage rates down, and they aren't going down. They tend, they're they're going to stay, we think they're going to stay the same or go up. So with that, we want to talk about the process. You know, there's, there's the, the you know, don't make these five mistakes yeah. when buying a home. So... Basically, when you and I were discussing this is when we looked at it, we're trying to find out what could save some people some headaches down the road, things that we see. Uh, and we're going to go th- we're going to do th- some go through some stories of how situations get handled and stuff like that, because, I mean, we run into it where somebody might have changed a job or uh, we don't we're keep waiting on this information and nobody get, nobody gets us this information that we keep asking for. I mean, there's a lot of things that can affect your loan. Even uh, once you're pre-approved, you do something and then you're no longer pre-approved. That's what we don't want to have happen. So if we can let you know early and ha- you have advanced knowledge, that's what we want to go over. Right. And, and the other thing of the pre-approval is it's a pre-approval. It is not an approval. Correct. Okay. And that, I think people forget that because sometimes you do a pre-approval and something, some, when we do it, we're doing it for a total payment. Principal, yep. interest, taxes, homeowners insurance, homeowners association dues, PMI, any of that stuff. We're doing it for the entire payment. And, and so because of that, if any of that th- those things change, taxes are, are higher. Or low, it, it changes what you, can, what you can buy. Along with that, sometimes the information we get isn't, isn't accurate. And, and when we get accurate information, it creates other problems. So a pre-approval is just a pre-approval. It's not 100% approval. If, if it was, it would be called an approval, right? Correct. 
a commit, and, and we issue what's called a commitment. Um, so that is that is uh, important to remember. That's a distinction. But you know what? Before we get into that, uh, we're going to go to break. So we're going to talk about the the five the five biggest. These are are mistakes you can make when buying a home that could just really jeopardize your financing. We'll talk about that after the break. Advisors Mortgage Group is licensed by Indiana Department of Financial Institutions. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS 664-589. Hi, I'm Rick Ritma with the hardworking mortgage guys and Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe delivering the best mortgage for you is why we exist, and it's how we all succeed. We believe honesty, kindness, and hard work are how we honor each client. At Hardworking Mortgage Guys, we believe in custom-tailored loans, not the one-size-fits-all approach. We believe in always presenting you with all your options so you get the loan you want the way you want it. We believe in continually monitoring the rules, rates, and market trends so you don't have to. We believe in working hard to meet your closing date so that your entire plan isn't upended. We believe in offering the same quick online process that the box store mortgage companies brag about. Whether you're refinancing or buying your first home, we believe there is a best mortgage for you, and we believe we are the team to deliver it. Find us online at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Brought to you by Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe the more you know about financing a home, the less stressful buying and refinancing will be. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us. I'm Rick Ritma, your hardworking mortgage guy. And I'm Ian Arnold with Advisors Mortgage Group. And if you did miss our first 15 minutes, uh, go to our podcast, Indie Real Estate Gurus. Now, I do want to apologize to some of the listeners out there that were waiting to hear from Simon, our insurance agent. Unfortunately, he was a little under the weather this week, so uh, we're going to reschedule that. Um, So that's why we had to do uh, a different one this week. But hopefully Simon gets well, and we'll see him here in a week or two. Yeah, yeah, he he wants to wait till he's well before he reschedules. I don't want him getting me sick. We'll we'll get him on (laughs) as soon as we can. So, uh, you know, hopefully that that will be soon. You know, with that, the, also, if you want to listen to our podcast, any of our old podcasts, or you want to listen to this show, you maybe can't listen to the whole show, just Indies Real Estate Gurus on any of the podcast systems, and it should come up. Or you can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com, and there's a podcast, radio show podcast button. Click there, and you can go to all of our podcasts. Uh, this one won't be up until sometime next week, but all the others are on the site. Now let's get into the these these five no 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 sir oh, do not yeah. skip the question I, oh, of the week yeah you're you i forgot all right so now it's time for question of the week now it's time for questions with the gurus the question of the week is brought to you by the reducer mortgage it's our inflation fire with the price of everything going up, call us today to see what we can do to help reduce your payment to help out your bank account. And that could be reducing your payment or even your interest rate or uh, taking off PMI or something like that. Yeah, depending on what they have, interest rate may be able to be, you know, help. But we just talked about it. I heard it on heard another show talking about it. And they were saying that the, and I've read it in other places, that debt is going up on credit cards. Yeah. At, a, at an incredibly fast rate. Yep. It was savings accounts were dropping, and now it's now credit cards are going up. Not only that, is there was an article that some more people are getting loans to buy groceries. 
Yeah, see, if you're in that situation, it might be worthwhile to talk to us. We might be able to, yes, your interest rate may go up if you refinanced a couple years ago or six months ago or whatever, but it still may make sense to refinance and get get some cash out to, to take care of the things you need to take care of. The average the average rate on a credit card I heard was like 18%. Correct. We're not anywhere near that on mortgage. No. Not anywhere near <laughs> it. So that's still a better way to go. All right. So the question last week was, I make a loud sound when I'm changing. When I change, I get bigger but way less. What am I? It's my daughter's favorite thing. Popcorn. Ah, it's my wife's favorite thing too. <laughs> that, that's what she had for dinner. Oh, I mean, really? not, not not as an addition to dinner. That's, that's what she it. had for dinner last night. Hey, it's that's what be your lightest meal anyways. There you go. It was. All right. So what kind of room has no doors or windows? Tune in next week for the answer. So, Rick, we're talking about this. So I know we've listed out the top five things. So I think the biggest thing that we run into is people adding more debt. So I know I had this recently where people, uh, they've already been pre-approved. We're going down the line. Uh, We go ahead and double check right before closing to make sure everything checks up, their credit's good, make sure debt to income ratio. Guess what they did? They bought a car without telling me. Oh, that that messed up the the ratios. So then they had to put down a little bit more money to cover it to get us under that percentage. So increasing your debt uh, while going through a mortgage is never good. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes life happens and you got to do something. But call us first. Exactly. Call us first. Um, it's the same thing with credit cards. I know, yeah, I think you had an instance where, it's, what was it, somebody maxing out credit cards or something after getting pre-approved? Oh, I've had... Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing what people will do. I, and it's not intentional, but let's say, you know, what's happened here is they buy a house, right? And now they want to they wanna do some things to the house or they wanted to buy furniture. And they could get a deal if they, if, if they charged it or if they opened a credit card. Neither one of those things should you do, especially without talking to your lender. Correct. You have to talk to your lender. That is the most important thing. Now, it's best not to do it till after you close. Yep. That's always best. At the very minimum, it's going to create a lot more additional effort that you're going to have to get, get us documentation for because we're going to need to know what it is. That's at best. Yep. Yeah, and one other note to hit on on this is co-signing does count as adding debt to you. So if you, co- if you co-sign for a car, guess what? That means you are on hook for it. So if you co-sign for twenty grand, guess what? You owe twenty grand. That's right. So keep that in mind. I know some people are like, "Well, I co-sign." Uh, that still means the same exact thing as you borrowed the money. Yes, and you know one <laughs> of the things about going to look at cars is you could tell the you tell the salesperson at the car store or the uh, in, in, uh, what is it the finance manager. Yeah. Okay. You tell them, "Hey, I'm I'm buying a house. Is this going to affect anything?" They will always tell you no. Correct. Always. Because they don't care. Yep. So what they'll tell you is, oh, after we'll run your credit, but after so many days, it'll, it'll show as one. That's uh, up to 60 to 90 days. I'm sorry. Uh, we just said houses are, cl- uh, are selling in 10 days. You're trying to close in 30 days. Uh, that is not in that. <laughs> that is not past that 60 to 90 days. And you just, if you bought a, ha- a car, you just added a payment. Yep. And, it, and I've had, I had a customer do that. They bought a car 
And I've actually had two recently that did that. And they were very large payments. Mm-hmm. It creates all kinds of issues. One of them we were able to work through. The other one couldn't buy the house. Correct. So, and that gets us in, number one was about debt. Don't, don't increase. Number two, don't, don't do anything to affect your credit. So make sure your bills are still being paid on time. And like we said, don't go shopping for a car because not only are you at debt, but like we were just saying, they're going to hit your credit and they might hit it four, seven, eight times. I mean, you don't want that many hits on your credit. Well, yeah. What does it create? It creates every single one of those. You have to write a letter of explanation and tell us whether you got, why you did it and what your credit, what, whether you got any credit. If you did, then we're going to have to get the, the contract that you have so we, under, we know what all the, the definition is, what, what the payment is, and that can change whether you can, can change, number one, whether you can buy a house or not, whether you can finance or not, or it may not, even, it may not affect that, but it may affect what your interest rate's going to be. Correct. That's what I was about to say. Because your debt, debt to income just went up. So it is something you do not want to run, have your credit run. Again, it's best to wait, but if you can't wait, you feel like you can't wait, at least talk to your lender. Call us and let us know so we can look at it and tell you yay or nay. We want to tell you you can, but we don't want to mess up everything. Okay. So you're best waiting. Yep. And then the third one, I would say we see a lot. Of, it doesn't happen tons, but people making large cash deposits, whether it's a trans, whether mom and dad is like, hey, look, I'm trying to help you out. Here you go. Or you're like, hey, I don't really care for the banks too much. This is under my mattress. Do not put large sums of money in account. That, cause we need to track that stuff. We're going to look at your bank accounts. And people don't realize that. We'll look at it before uh, when we're pre-approving you. And then we'll also look at it before we close. So we need to make sure that there's no weird money showing up. Yeah, we're, we're going to look at it also when we actually start the app, you know, process. That's what I was saying for the pre-approval. And then, and that, well, we're going to do it the pre-approval, but then the underwriter is going to look at it too. Yep. And then at the end, we're going to still, we're going to, just verify that everything's still there. The problem is, as you hit on, and, and I've had customers that they just didn't understand it. They're like, well, we put all this money in there. We have plenty of money. Let's take it at the start before they're doing a pre-approval. Well, how much do you have for down payment? Well, we have $30,000. Where did that $30,000 come from? Well, my parents gave it to us. Yep. Okay. That's fine. But now we have to get document. We we do have to get documentation Correct. on it if it hasn't been in that bank account for two months. We can't see it go in, and we need two months of bank statement. So if as long as it's before that, it's your money. It's called seasoned. Mm-hmm. But anything if it's if it just went in, or the worst one is, well, yeah, I, you know, I don't really trust banks, like you said. I don't really trust banks, so I put it. I put under. I got this from my house. I had it under my mattress, or I had it locked up in my safe. That is a problem for a mortgage lender. Yep. And I mean, just to see it appear, I mean, it, and it's all comes back to the fraudulent things. It's not saying you're doing anything, but there are some people out there that do. And we just got to keep that. The federal government says, hey, this is what we got to do. So guess what we have to do? This is what we got to do. We have to verify everything. <laughs> Correct. It's just the way it is. Yep. So the other one I think is a big one is changing jobs. Now, I'm going to say this is job change is not always a bad thing. So, but it can hinder us at certain, uh, hinder us at certain times because we're going to do an employment check. So one thing I know that, uh, you had recently and we were talking about it is they, they were working at a job and then 
uh, we went to do two days before closing. They wanted to verify that they still work there, everything like that. And the guy goes, no, he don't, they don't work here. Huh. Well, well, this loan just stopped immediately. Uh, <laughs> it, it creates a huge problem. Yeah. You, and, and the thing is, is we have to verify that you're at your job within 10 days of closing. So it's always a last-minute thing. There are certain things that we have to verify at the very end. Even if we verified it up front, which we would have in employment, we have to verify it again right at, right at, at closing. I actually had one a few years ago that we verified employment. We closed on the loan. It was a refinance. There's a three-day right of rescission on a refinance. And in that three-day right of rescission, they called us, the company that, that we verified employment with, they called us and said, hey, he's no longer working here. Oh. You st- the, uh, you, You're done. The, you don't, that loan doesn't fund. It didn't, I mean, it, it, just like it didn't close. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not something we can't come back from, and it's also yep. it's not something that you can't do, but you have to talk to us and Correct. make sure it's okay. Most people, when they call me, they go, but it's a better-paying job. It's this or that. Well, it depends. If it's a commission job, it's a big problem. Yes. If you're, if it's a better paying job because you're going to get a bonus, it doesn't matter. We can't count the bonus. Yeah. yeah you have to have it for two years. And that's what some people lose out is uh, overtime. When you transfer a job, we can't count overtime. We can't count bonuses. So that's a lot of income that might deter you or keep you from getting that, the same house. Right. Now, promotions are different because you're staying with the same company, stuff like that. So do keep that in mind. So just, again, keep us in the loop. That's the main main thing is tell us before you do anything. Correct. And I not after I I just closed on one and the customer actually called me. They were like, Hey, my wife, uh, she's thinking about going for this promotion. Hey, great. Uh, long. She's not going to be commissioned. She's not going to be, no, no, no. She's hourly just going to be making more. Good. Tell her to take it, and congratulations. Right. Uh, so another one that we don't see a lot is don't be moving. Right. Uh, this is usually usually somebody who is a first-time home buyer. It could be somebody who has a house for sale. Sometimes it's an, there's no way around correct. it. Correct. But a short-term move is not a big deal. You move, you, you sell your house, and then two weeks later you close on your new house, and you have to live somewhere for two weeks. That's not a big deal. Yep. But – so, but moving, you know, moving a lot, just like moving jobs a lot, creates a lot of additional verifications and can cause problems with your loan. So you, the longer you can stay, we have to have two years of, of where you've lived. And if you change all the time, that can be a problem. If you change, you know, two months before you buy, that can be a problem. The whole moving thing is try not to move. If you have to, again, we understand. It's, it's life. Uh, so just keep that in mind is don't be jumping from place to place. Uh, now the one that we didn't really put on the list, but I think one is a big one, uh, that people really don't think about is you make sure you give us everything, all the information and the accurate best of your knowledge. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that if I ask you what's in your bank account and you told me at the start and you're like, well, it's 10,432. I'm not expecting that. If you say you have 10,000, okay, that, that's a decent number until you get me your bank statements. Uh, but then when we ask for documents, we need them soon because the longer it gets held up, the longer your loan process takes. Uh, you hear about those people that say, hey, I can close your loan in 15 days. Well, guess what? We can easily do that. But guess what? We just need everything as soon as I tell you I need it. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to take that back. We're not it's not easy, but we can do it. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, <laughs> but it's really important that you give us accurate information. You tell us everything. People try to not tell us things, and we always find out. And we always find out late in the game, and it all that's when it creates a huge problem for us. So you don't want to do that. But we are out of time. I wanted to uh, thank you all for for joining us. I, I appreciate it very much. Next week we're going to go. Um, you know, with three months, we're just going to look at the last three months of this year and, and kind of give you an overview of what we think is going to happen. Uh, I'm Rick Ritman, your hardworking mortgage guy. And I'm Ian Arnold with Advisors Mortgage Group. Go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Have a great weekend. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Ian Arnold's NMLS number is 1995469. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. Well, first off, thank you for joining us, Danielle. I appreciate it. And I just was curious, how did you come to find out about Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage? Well, I was looking for a mortgage for myself for a brand new home that I was building. And I wasn't sure the direction to go. I didn't have anybody in mind. So I kind of just spoke to whoever I could speak to. I got their number and everything seemed to be exactly what I was looking for. So I went with them. The thing I liked the most about Rick and his advisor's mortgage is that I could go and upload things online and I didn't have to always be on the phone with them or sending them documents or um, trying to look for certain things that I needed to get the process going, um, which was really great for me. I had a processor named Mark Boltman who really helped me out in making sure I had everything I needed because I, I didn't know the first thing about having a mortgage, so it was awesome to have so much help. I think Probably what I benefited from the most is really just them understanding that sometimes I would get busy and maybe I forgot to upload a document or I forgot to do a certain part of the process in a timely manner and they would get right back with me and it wasn't like a, hey, we really need this right now. It was always, hey, just wanted to make sure you still remember that we need this. Boy, you don't get that too much in this day and age. It seems like most people are either you know very demanding of something they need from you and they need it right now. and and I agree, I've seen that in, in Rick's attitude with us over, over the last 10 years, that he's very patient, but also helpful to get the right <laughs> things he needs. So Exactly. In conclusion, is Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage somebody that you would use in the future and or tell your friends and family about? Absolutely, and I just want to thank them for all the effort they put in to help me find my dream home. Branch NMLS number 33041, Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity, some restrictions apply. I'm Rick Ritma. You can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com.